Hello. Welcome to Sit for a Spell, a podcast where we discuss the lore, the traditions, and modern practices of the occult. Learn alongside us as we explore the many ways the witches of today observe their craft. So grab your book of shadows, light your candles. It's time to sit for a spell. Hello. Hello. Welcome everyone to Sit for a Spell podcast. I'm James. And I'm Jess. And today we have a delightful treat for you in the form of Danielle Massey. Such fun. Such fun. We had a lovely chat with Danielle um, earlier today where Mm -hmm, we talked mm -hmm. about um, everything. Everything. (laughs) Everything. (laughs) She's so much fun to talk to. So easy to talk to. Yes. So we talked to Danielle Massey today. Uh, She's a licensed psychotherapist and master shadow worker. She likes to go by queen shadow worker. Um, There are a couple different ways you can work with her. If you go through her website, www.imdanielmassey.com, I will definitely link that for you. Mm -hmm. But you can um, become part of her mentorship program in the Create Your Light Academy. You can do kind of a self-study in the Find Your Light Academy or Find Your Light program. Um, You can also book um, shadow work or past life regression sessions with her. Um, So we talked about a lot of past life regression um, things with her. We also got really deep into shadow work and what that is, what it means for you. She yeah. is um, part of the Wellness Collective, which is an alternative and holistic health service, uh, has a lot of different people on that team. Um, she has what is the Shadow Seekers Journal, which you can buy on Amazon, which kind of guides you through shadow work. She also has the Embrace the Light podcast with her co-host and friend Becky, where they cover all kinds of different fun topics, Um, fits right into our listenership. So Mm -hmm. if you need a new podcast, go listen to them. She was also part of the book Legacy Speaks, Powerhouse Women Leading Lives Worth Remembering. And you can find her on all social media at I am Daniel Massey. So and again, we will link everything here. She was is a delight and like Wonderful james said to talk to you. we learned so much about past life regression so much about shadow work um and she was just a wonderful conversation so we hope that you also learn some stuff yes mm-hmm. so um that will be our episode for today so take a listen go follow danielle listen to her podcast uh like jess said everything's linked in the show notes so Enjoy. Enjoy. Hi, hey. Danielle. Hi. Welcome. <laughs> it's so exciting to have you here. Thank I'm you so much rolling. for joining us. I'm really excited to be on today. Thanks for having me, guys. You fit perfect with what our followers want to know and what we like to mm-hmm. learn because um, James and I started this podcast to learn because we've always been in kind of like this realm but didn't really know a lot and um together we decided we wanted to dive in and so this was the way that we thought it would work best because we figured other people would want to know the same things we wanted to know so we are learning along with everybody else so i love you please tell us what you do yeah so i am by trade a licensed psychotherapist but i don't actually practice therapy anymore because i found shadow work and never looked back Mm -hmm. so i'm a master shadow worker and part of my work with the shadow is diving into people's past lives which is so fun i'm obsessed with doing it (laughs) sounds like so much fun that's something we've we're always talking about because we we were doing these things for a while and then like of course like the pandemic shut everything down where we would try to find something new to do. We did like the Integratron. We're going to do like past life regression. We're going to do like, what is that, that pod that you like go in and, Oh, the sensory um, deprivation. Yeah, sensory oh, like just floating. Yeah, yeah. just d- different things we wanted to try that need, like we mm-hmm. got like our tarot cards read, like all, just a bunch of different things. So past life regression was like 
we were like, we have to do that. Like, that's the thing we we have both really been interested in for, we've talked about it forever, like for years and years, even before yeah. we had this podcast. Mm-hmm. So Did you guys never of, do it? We've never been we able to do it. Yet. No. So we were like, well, since we can't do it, let's talk to someone who knows how to do it and tell everybody else what she does. <laughs> that works perfect how did you how did you get into kind of how did you make that transition from psychotherapist to shadow worker I I mean it seems like a natural progression but yeah it kind of is and it's also like a weird story behind it so I'll I'll just give you guys a good I love a good weird story I'll give you the abbreviated version of it (laughs) when I was a teenager I had this amazing chorus teacher who was just like she was just super cool (laughs) she was like into the spiritual stuff but like you couldn't talk about it in a school setting so she'd be low-key but one day she's like I just feel like I need to give you this book and she gave me the book many lives many masters by Dr. Brian Weiss that was all about a psychotherapist who started doing past life regression work with his clients on accident and found it was like unreal. Like the stuff that they found historically, everything was accurate. And I was hooked from that point. But my background is I'm very like, I need facts. I need to know the numbers, or at least that's how I mm-hmm. used to be. Mm-hmm. And so I got into psychotherapy because I needed to understand how the brain works. I needed to know the intricate details and why things happen the way that they do. So I kind of forgot about the past life stuff for a long time and got into therapy. And what I found through therapy in private practice for over a decade was like most of the stuff that we deal with in therapy is the surface level. And as much as I wanted to go deep and I had tools to get us a little bit deeper, I could never get us all the way there. And so I went on the hunt to find what the deeper thing was. And I found shadow work and I found it through doing my past lives again with this woman in the UK. She did my past life reading and it was like, I remembered everything. I remembered (laughs) how to do past life work. I remembered how to do shadow work. I've done this thousands of times in other lives. And it was like, once we opened the lid on it, it just all came rushing back. It was insane. It was really cool. cool. Yeah. (laughs) That so is this is something cool. you've been doing in all, in, I don't know, all or most of your past lives. Uh, yeah. So that's something interesting about past lives. Like even though we've had say hundreds or thousands or even more past lives, we tend to find ourselves in similar professions, not exactly mm-hmm. the same. Like um, for instance, someone who's really obsessed with being really structured and strict with themselves might find themselves as a surgeon in past lives. And maybe in this life, they're working in analytics somewhere, but it has similar threads. But I do find that spiritual people, for whatever reason, do exactly the same thing. Like if you're doing tarot now, you're probably doing tarot in Louisiana way back when (laughs) during like that great era. Maybe you were doing it in the UK before that. Like you just keep finding yourself doing those things, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. also makes those past life experiences cool because you can see yourself doing the same magic that you're doing now and learning more because of it. I love that. I feel like that's true. I mean, like I said, like we were saying I've personally never done a past life regression, but I feel like an old soul, I guess. And I feel like we we talk about it like in our podcast where this 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 type of um, interests have always just kind of been mm-hmm. a thing we've been interested in. There wasn't yeah. like a definitive like I'm doing this now kind of thing. It's just I don't remember not doing this, you know, yeah. if that makes sense (laughs) um but i definitely agree because you meet people and you're like yeah like you this is deeper than just like than what you're Mm -hmm. doing now like you have a connection to this that's so much deeper than even just this one life yeah totally it's not even just with careers it's with people a lot of the time too like you Mm -hmm. guys having this podcast together you most likely have had multiple past lives together it's why your souls feel called to do this work and do it with each other specifically that's cool. I could see that. I can see, I that. Can see that for sure. <laughs> well, my my uh, my family and I, like my sisters, I have two sisters and my mom. We're all very close. I have a little brother and he's, we're all close, but the, the women especially are very close to each other. And we always joke that we were all like in a coven together in a past life, even if we weren't all like blood related sisters. We all, I think, very much feel that connection to each other. And I do. And I 
do feel that connection with Jess as well. Mm-hmm. It's just That's kind cool. of when it, we met, it was just like, oh, yes. Okay. Hello. Like, there you are. <laughs> yeah. Kind of thing. Again. <laughs> yeah. Found you. And yeah. that's yeah. that's literally what it feels like. I tell people all the time, like without even doing a past life regression, you can find people that you've been in past lives with mm-hmm. just by having that soul recognition. They're the mm-hmm. people who the second you meet them, it's like, oh, there you are. Yeah. I've been waiting yeah. for you. It's like yeah. you know them, even though you don't actually know them, you don't know mm-hmm. them here. You know their soul. You know more about yes. them. And the same thing happens with places or careers. We're like the first time you ever pick up a book about witchcraft, you're like, oh, there you are. Mm-hmm. You get it. You mm-hmm. understand it. Or when you go to a place on vacation, like the first time you ever went to Scotland and you're like, yeah, yeah, this. I understand this place. This mm-hmm. feels like home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've lived in Ireland before. I had always wanted to go, always wanted to go, finally went. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is why I wanted to go. It just felt like yeah, I feel that way about yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel that way about New Orleans. I've never been to New Orleans. I was supposed to go last year, like two weeks before Full pandemic. the pandemic. Oh, no. um, but my son was in the hospital. It like something just kept me from going. So I was like, okay, like I get it. I just won't go. But I like I often dream about it. But I, like I've never been there. But I have this like I just feel a connection to that place and I've tried to go with my sister a couple of times and something always comes up so mm-hmm. I'm not sure why that is maybe I'm not supposed to go back there but um I mean I don't know I have that feeling it's strange because I've never been there but I'm like yeah I feel it feels homey <laughs> yeah for some strange reason if you feel like you're supposed to go there but something keeps stopping you it would be worth doing a past life regression because you might find that there's something there like Maybe something negative, like there's a lot of dark magic that happened back in New Orleans. So maybe like finding like a piece of your soul was stolen or something like that. And going back there might open up some old wounds. So shadow work or past life work would just kind of close that off. So you go back in ready for whatever it is and just ready to receive all the magic that comes from being in that place again. I would love that. We're definitely going to be doing Past that progression. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. So, you said when you started discovering this that you remembered everything. So, was it something that you, it was like a light switch or it's just like, like that kind of like, oh, there you are type of thing? You just suddenly were just like, yes, this is the thing that I'm meant to be doing. It was a little bit of both. Like the first time I ever did a past life regression, I found myself as a witch in Scotland and oh. I actually was in a coven with my sister. So it's funny that you said oh that we gosh. were not blood related. <laughs> and it, there was a lesson that I had to learn from that lifetime about leadership and what it means to teach other people pieces of magic and witchcraft. So I had mm-hmm. to take the lessons from there. And that was what the focus was. But by the third time I went back to that life, it did kind of feel like a light switch. Like all of a sudden I remembered, like I didn't have to learn how to do shadow work. It was like, it just activated within my DNA. And all of a sudden I was like, I know exactly how to do this and I can take people through it. And it's like, it's nothing. So pieces of both. And I see the same thing with my clients. And when somebody does one or two past life regressions, you're really going in to find the patterns and the themes, the things that might help you in this life. Mm -hmm. But if you keep digging, you're going to get everything and it's going to come fast. Interesting. Yeah. That could be a little scary, right? Do people find that scary? Yeah. All the time. Every time I do a past life regression with someone, like they're usually like sweating profusely <laughs> and they're like really nervous. Yeah. I feel awful because I'm like, actually, it's really cool. Like, we'll get you nice and calm. We're going to keep your body yeah. really calm as this is happening. But it can be overwhelming to do yeah. this sort of work because you don't know what you're going to find. Yeah. And yeah. the thing goes for shadow work. It's all about the unconscious mind. So we have no idea what we're walking into. It could be anything. Mm-hmm. And that's overwhelming. So would you do say like, um, like a shadow work session first and then dive into the past life regression or does it kind of work hand in hand? Like at the same time. Yeah. So past lives are a part of shadow work. They're just a specific piece of it. Mm -hmm. So I usually tell people go in and just do plain old shadow work first because spirit guides will kind of point you in the direction of whatever's the most helpful. Okay. So when you do a shadow work session, like maybe something happened when you were four years old that is weighing on your soul really heavily. And you need to see that first in order to understand the past life. 
it'll just make itself happen in order if you do shadow work first. Okay. And then that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then when you do the past life regression sessions, you're looking for those themes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. We're finding them in both places because yeah. past life work is shadow work. And I know there's a lot of people who separate them out and keep them as completely separate things. Mm-hmm. But from my work with studying the brain, they literally are the same thing. They're an unconscious memory. Yeah. Something that's been repressed and buried down somewhere. So it, it doesn't really matter. Like if we want to go in there and access something unconscious, it could be either one. Mm-hmm. And when we access early childhood memories, say, or relationships that have been blacked out, we're looking for those patterns and themes there too, because they're going to teach us a lot about who you are as a person and how you show up and how your brain is wired and what to do to help you grow. That's awesome. It's fascinating. That's really interesting. I'm like as, fascinated. And is- are these things always um, traumatic? Is it always something bad? Not necessarily. The brain is weird this way, right? The brain oh. is like a really shitty computer in a lot of ways. <laughs> where it's, it's an like, old you know model. How, yeah, like an older desktop. And you know yeah. how you have like all your folders open and everything's mm-hmm. all over the place. And like every once in a while, you're like, I need to sort some stuff because this just looks ridiculous. And you yeah. put stuff into folders. The brain is doing that for you. But mm-hmm. it has like a junk folder for everything it doesn't know how to process. Mm-hmm. And so it puts everything that it doesn't know how to sort into the unconscious folder, which is where mm-hmm. past lives and your shadow end up. But also cool things end up in there too. Like moments from past lives when you just rocked it, when you were a superstar. Yeah. Those are also in the unconscious mind. Or moments that you just forgot, like really simple things. Like I took a woman into a past life yesterday and she saw herself as a Native American woman just living like literally the best life. Like everything was really easy. Everything was really calm. She was so happy. And she needed to see that because in this life she has autism and her son has autism and things feel very hard and rigid. So Mm -hmm. seeing that was like a full body remembrance of the good. So that comes up a lot too. That's nice. bring some peace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. That is yeah. so cool. <laughs> it's like, it's a little, um, it's a little, you have to like wrap your brain around it. Like, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. a little mind boggling to think <laughs> about, but it's true because your brain is doing these things that it doesn't like deem necessary for you to survive. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. you don't need that. Like yeah. you don't, good or bad, I guess. And yeah. Have you ever, have you ever done a past life regression with someone where you're like, no, you're brand new. Like, like this is your first life. Does that I ever never happen? have. And oh, okay. I get asked that question a lot because people always want to know, like, I don't feel like I've been here before mm-hmm. or other people say that my husband is an old soul and I don't feel that way. Mm-hmm. I have always been able to tap into people's past lives. There's always something before. I think a lot of the difference between people who are considered old souls and people who are maybe not considering themselves that is whether or not they're star seeds. I think star seeds have souls that understand maybe more about the universe as a whole. Like they've Mm. seen the experiences from other planets. So when they come here, it's like you're bringing this wealth of wisdom and not just the karmic drama that we have on earth that we're so lucky to get to get wrapped (laughs) up in here. But I think that really is the big difference between the two. And there's no research to support that. This is just for me experiencing what I have and seeing the people that I've worked with. And it's just a guess on my part. It makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And do you... um, when you encounter someone who you can deem or you see sense they're a star seed, do you see things from other places as well? Have you ever yeah. seen like you're like, I have no idea what this is. Like I've yes. never seen it before. <laughs> that happens a lot. That's really Especially cool. yeah, usually the first time we go into a past life, spirit guides are like, let's keep this palatable so we don't freak you out. So we're going to like nineteen <laughs> seventy or like the seventeen hundreds. We're not going back to like two hundred BC, usually mm-hmm. on the first time. And we're definitely not going back to that time that you were living on a planet that no one's ever heard of as like like a rock being with little consciousness which I've seen and it's crazy when you do see that because you're like I don't know what this (laughs) is yeah you're like what am I perceiving right now (laughs) (laughs) it's weird too because when I do past life work 
you're actually telling me what you see, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm bringing you to the point where we can access your past life. And then I'm handing over the reins and going, now you're going to tell me because I want you to believe everything that you're seeing. I want you to trust it. Yeah, it's yeah. better that way versus me telling you like right now we're standing on cobblestone. Mm-hmm, if you right. can tell me we're standing on cobblestone and you're looking at a sign that says, um, I don't know, the nun the nunnery i don't know what did people have back those days <laughs> yeah. mm, you'll sounds believe good. it if it's you right yeah so yeah. i can also see exactly the same thing mm. so as wow. we're doing it i can just kind of nudge people in different directions so when we do go to other planets i have these what the fuck moments all the time where i'm like what <laughs> the fuck is this what am i looking at right now and it's weird I like bet eight it's legs? awesome. Eight legs. Yeah, hearing them <laughs> explain it though, because I'm sure they have the words that maybe you wouldn't have had to describe it. Mm-hmm. I think just know. Absolutely. And their experience of it, like I can be looking at something and I could get nervous. Like, what, what are we in for here? And they're so at peace because they feel home mm-hmm. there that they can calm me down a little bit, which is also cool. <laughs> mm, is yeah. Cool. It's awesome that your guides kind of do that for you, though, because I'm sure, I mean, they don't have to. They can just drop you right where you need to go, but they understand that <laughs> you need to take them in it. And mm-hmm. not like be like, I don't want to do this anymore. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They ease it's, you into it, which is nice. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how it feels. It really is like an easing into it. And I don't know if you guys have seen this on your own spiritual journeys, but I feel like they do that across the board. Like when mm-hmm. somebody's like, I want to be a medium, like I just want to contact spirits. They're not like, here you go. Like, here's grandma <laughs> Sophie standing at the edge of your bed. They like everyone. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think whoever, because I don't have anybody specific that I feel that I will work with right now. I just more of a broad, I talk to who's ever there. And um, since I've started like really diving deep, I've definitely felt myself open up a little bit more. like right now my intuition is like super strong and I freak my husband out all the time. And I'm like, he's like, you weren't able to do this before. And I'm like, oh, I, don't know, I think also um, becoming a mother, I think um, really opens that up too. Totally. I think so too. Yeah. Because, You're literally uh, a portal between worlds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm catching things. Definitely. I don't know if it's just the exhaustion or not, but <laughs> I've started to that catch things out of the corner of my eye. Like just when I'm doing stuff around the house and I'm like, wait, was that the dog? No, the dog's right here. So I'm like, okay, that needs to slow down. Guy, like <laughs> friends, like let's slow yeah. that down. Not ready. Let's stop this. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I definitely the, have noticed that as well. Like you said, they ease you into it because there was a point in my life where I was like, I want to talk to spirits. I want to, you know, communicate with the other side. And then it started happening and I was like, oh no, I don't want this. Like oh, <laughs> I'm <no>. good. <laughs> so <I'm not> ready. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't ready. And now um, I've gotten to the point where I can sort of like actively, okay, you, I only want to communicate if you are say like my grandmother who passed away when I was younger, who's like my second mom. And um, if you're like, she's the only one I want to communicate now, or I want to communicate with someone, I can kind of pick and choose where before it was like, it kind of came flooding in and I had to consciously like dampen it. Yeah. Now it's a little, it's a little easier to sort of be like, okay, only these certain types of people or spirits are allowed or where before it felt very scary and a little, um, like, uh, what's the word like uh, just overwhelming and um, like just something not great, like something not nice sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I kind of, I had to work on doing that as well, which I I appreciated the, it did the full fledged like spiritual apparitions didn't happen immediately. Cause I think that would have, I mean, how could that not (laughs) freak people out? Even if they're asking for it. (laughs) I think a lot of times in this community, you don't really know what you're asking for sometimes you know Absolutely. or are you like I think you kind of touched on that when you're you're telling people oh it's fun and let's do this let's have a past life regression it's kind of like Jess and I um 
where we are boxers, we box and we're always like, oh, let's come. Like, it's so fun. Come work out with us. And then like halfway through the person that we brought is like dying on the floor and they can't breathe and they're sweating. And you're like, no, but it's so fun. But, you know, um, the (laughs) work to get to that place is the hard part. And especially because you are so like in the boxing um, area, we're so used to it that we are we're to the fun part where it's fun. We can learn new things and focus in on certain things. I think it's sort of the same thing where you experience the fun parts because you're like, yeah, it's so cool. And then someone who's coming in is like someone who's been sitting on the couch for six months and hasn't, you know, hasn't walked around the block Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you're throwing them into, you know, marathon training kind of stuff. Totally. It can be really overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And that's why something that's always been really important for me in my work because of my background as a therapist is being trauma informed because you have to be looking for the signs of burnout. Like you don't want them to fall to the floor and start hyperventilating. So monitoring their bodies, checking to make sure that their emotions are okay. Like people give signals as they're starting to get to that point, right? Like you see the the tightness in their mm-hmm. chest, like they mm-hmm. to roll their shoulders forward or up towards their ears. Mm-hmm. You see the breathing get more rapid. You see them starting to kind of go like this mm-hmm. with their breathing, which yeah. for people on the podcast, it's like a little bit of a rocking back and forth. So yeah. as that stuff happens, I'm monitoring every piece of it to make sure that we can bring them back. And I'm keeping that safe space, keeping them calm and in their body, reminding them that they're safe. And if anything ever does feel too intense, because Let's be honest. There's some stuff that's too intense to see. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, I can actually take you back and away from it and have you watch it like it's happening to someone else. Mm-hmm. Or we can just hit the pause button and go, do you need to know what happened here? Or can mm-hmm. guides just tell us what happened here without seeing it? Because yeah. you basically know, like um, I've taken people to like the point where they're about to get hung mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. to see abuse that's happened to them. And when that happens, we just kind of we do like a Zach Morris from Say by the Bell, like freeze. <laughs> and everything just pauses. And yeah. we go, let's, let's sort out how we want to deal with this right now before it gets to that place. Oh, that's awesome that's so, that you can do that. That sounds very lovely Yeah, <laughs> that you're able to do that. Yeah. You're taking so much care for the people that you're working with. Absolutely. How Has, does that work over Zoom? I mean, it, I mean, in a <laughs> pandemic, just, is it the same sort of thing? Yeah, I actually prefer doing this work over Zoom because of the fact that you can be in the space that makes you feel the most comfortable. Yeah, it's like when I was in my office, I I own the Wellness Collective, which is a holistic healing center in Philadelphia, PA. Mm -hmm. So I had like my nice cushy office and like the pretty building and a velvet couch Mm -hmm. that you can lay out on. And people would not be as comfortable as they are laying in their bed. Yeah. So it works a lot better because you have your comforts at home. You have your dog laying on your feet to make you feel safe. Like you just have more that's keeping you calm, keeping you grounded when you're in your space. Mm -hmm. So I prefer it this way. I think it works out for people better. And then if you just need to be held a little bit afterwards, like you have your, you have your people around you, you have your your physical space. You can go make a cup of tea. It just has more. You don't of a have warm to like drive home. home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Thanks for tearing my world up. I'll see you later. I'm gonna go get <laughs> yeah. on the subway now. I'm gonna go through the drive-through <laughs> now. I'm gonna go. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Would you, um, after everything is clear and ready to go, um, would you consider going into people's homes? I don't know. I've actually never been asked that before. That's so interesting. Hmm. Like a, like a yeah, I think is it? I wouldn't be against it. I wouldn't be against it. So let me just leave it open-ended and say, I'm not sure for right now, but I'm not necessarily against it because then they get all those creature comforts. Yeah. But I yeah. do get to work with people all over the world right now, which Zoom offers. Yeah. That's just really awesome. nice. Maybe one day I'll be like a, like a bazillionaire and people will yeah. just fly me around like Shaman Direct and bring me to their homes. Yeah. I'm down for that. That yeah, sounds great. Right. <laughs> I'll do that for you. Like, I'm just going to go to India real quick. Like, I'll be back. No big deal, that. guys. <laughs> I'm just yeah. going to go do a past life regression with someone. So it's you fine. Yeah. Just some, like, royalty somewhere in a different country. It's cool. You'll yeah. <laughs> you know, just a Tuesday afternoon. Uh, I can be okay with that. Yeah. I Have that um, for sure. Have you ever had anybody who's just like needed, just like couldn't handle it, needed to stop, had to leave? 
No, I think that's the part of the reason why I like being a trauma-informed therapist because mm-hmm. literally, I think that's the reason why I even got into psychotherapy in the first place without realizing it because yeah. I never loved being a therapist, but something I did really, really love about that job was being able to hold people in those vulnerable moments mm-hmm. and knowing how to keep them safe and make them yeah. feel embodied and empowered in those moments. So I take those skills over and use them during this work Mm -hmm. so that they never, ever get to that point. The most I've ever experienced from anybody is that their body sort of had um, like an intense reaction quickly when they first dropped in. Mm -hmm. And so I just had to work a little bit faster than I usually do to bring them back. And that's happened once out of, I think I've done probably thousands of past lives and shadow work sessions by now. And we got her right back to that point where she was nice and calm and able to be fully present for the moment. And I was checking on everybody afterwards to make sure they're doing well. And the thing that I always hear is that this was the missing piece. Yeah. Like something about this made things click, which is so important. Mm -hmm. Shadow work sounds scary, right? It is not, this isn't like a come on over, love and light, like everything's peaceful. Shadow work sounds intense because it Mm -hmm. is a little bit intense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's in those moments that we find ourselves. So it is by far, in my opinion, one of the most healing things you can do for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And you have your totally journal. Um, you have your shadow seeker journal, which I bought because I wanted to try it Jeff out. Jeff loves a journal. I love a journal. <laughs> and it's gorgeous. And I think all of your questions, because you could do... Um, you could do a question a day, you could do a question a week, you can take your time with it. You give lots of space to kind of like open yourself up in there and your questions are like, some are really delicate, some are really probing. So I think you had a wonderful balance. And I think for anybody who wants to get into shadow work, who doesn't know really what it is or like where they stand on it, I think that journal is a fantastic place to start because then you can start to like dive into it at your own pace and then kind of like branch out from there um what made you yeah we we get questions a lot about how do I start where do I begin Mm -hmm. because yeah Yeah. it it can be overwhelming to think about um so I think yeah having something like that that's like literally a a guide Mm -hmm. to help and like Jess said you can go at your own pace I think that's really cool and it is very very beautiful Thank you. That was exactly the reason why I made it. The question that I get asked the most by and large on social media is how do I start shadow work? So I wanted to create something that really lets you explore that part of yourself and does it in a way that won't cause a lot of distress in your life because shadow work is, you know, going back into those hard moments. Mm -hmm. So for anybody who doesn't fully know what shadow work is, it just is another way of saying a way to go into the unconscious mind. We're exploring the unconscious, the repressed memories, the traumas, the heaviness, and also the good stuff like we talked about before, just Mm -hmm. the forgotten things. Mm -hmm. And so in the journal, I wanted to put questions that let you kind of start to open that stuff up by yourself, which is not easy to do if you don't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to give as much space as I could for people to start doing this work on their own because it's so important. Like, like the most important thing. I'm obsessed about this. If you guys couldn't tell <laughs> yeah. to me, it's so big and it's so important yeah. for everybody to be doing this stuff. Mm. It is. No. Yeah. And I think we feel the same way. Like mm-hmm. a, I've been in um, therapy for the past two years and I feel like that, that was the beginning of my shadow work just when I did, but I didn't realize it at the time. And now I'm all, I'm that person where I'm like, well, my therapist says, you know, like well, my therapist, blah, 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 you know, and trying to like, you know, giving advice nobody asked for, but <laughs> I, I can feel the difference. You feel, um, you, I mean, there are, there's this big push like in the community, especially if you're like, quote unquote, like a new person in the community, um, where, this um, love and light only thing kind of has taken over. And I feel like that can be a little toxic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, that's something that I dealt with when I first started getting into this space, because like before when I was just doing spirituality by myself, 
it was something that felt natural to me to really focus on the shadow. And then when I started going out into social media and seeing what other people were doing and going on TikTok and Instagram, it really was just like love and light hitting you yeah, every direction. Everywhere. And everywhere. And it felt sad to me that like yeah. when we're focusing on love and light while it is beautiful and it is powerful and it is important, it is half of you. And it's not more than that. It's just, it's half of you. And so if we're going to ignore the other parts of you, we're missing who you are at your core. We're missing your essence. Mm -hmm. And there's so much more to us as human beings than just being happy all the time and just really living in a vibration of light. And it's, it's important to find out why we are having this human experience. Mm -hmm. And that includes being able to go to those darker places. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I think on the on the surface of it, it sounds great. Like mm -hmm. yeah. this, the this community is we want, you know, positivity and uh, love and light. And um, but yeah, like you said, it, all you're doing when you do that is kind of you're ignoring or suppressing the other things, which I'm sure you've seen time and time again, don't lead to good things. No, I've found so I let me backtrack on this one. I have a program, Create Your Light Academy, where I end up having 10 women in a group and we do shadow work. And usually the women who come into my group are people who have unintentionally been traumatized by some love and light coach out there. Mm -hmm. So they come in and they go, this person told me that I was bad. They told me I was wrong. They mm -hmm. told me that this wasn't what I was supposed to do. And I felt unheard. I felt unloved. I felt uncared for. Mm -hmm. And so it's sad that that's the experience yeah. that other people are having. And mm -hmm. I find that the best coaches out there, even if they're not the ones who are doing shadow work for other people, because that's not everybody's gift. It's not what you have to do. Yeah. Just do your shadow work for yourself. Like actually yeah. go to the parts of yourself and realize why certain things trigger you. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest piece, I think, for me, especially in the coaching world, is to figure out what triggers you. Because if you're going to hold safe space for other people, you need to make sure that you're not being triggered all the time mm -hmm. by them, which is, yes. it's just going to happen. And that's okay. <laughs> Until you go and figure out why, which is something a lot of people do in therapy, which is why therapy is really like the start of shadow work. If you can figure out why certain things hit you wrong, maybe that'll help you to understand how you can help yourself heal and then help other people heal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Therapy's like a therapy's like a current life regression. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it is. It's like so, taking you back some of the stuff that <laughs> Because it's just a person who is telling you things and listening to them and relaying them back to you in a way that you're like, huh. I didn't like, think about that. Yeah. I never realized that. Like mm -hmm. your therapist would be like, you know, I hear a lot of, I'm hearing a lot of guilt, everything you say, you you know, and I'm like, oh, I is am. Is that what's happening? I feel <laughs> guilty all the time. You're right. You know, like, mm -hmm. it's very interesting. And in yeah, I recommend therapy to everyone. And when we do get that question of how do I begin, I often will say, you know, try therapy because, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it is sort of a gentle introduction, like you say, to, uh, to this yeah. life before getting to your other lives. Yeah. It's also the really way that validating. I it. It's so validating. And yes, totally. The way that I describe it to people, because this is an important distinction, is that we have levels to our consciousness. We have the stuff that we're fully aware of. So that's like the stuff that's on the surface. So imagine an iceberg. This is the stuff that you can see above the water. This is knowing that you're listening to this podcast right now, what you ate for breakfast, where you have to go after school today when you get your kids. That's consciousness. Mm -hmm. Then there's the subconscious. And that's the stuff that's like just below the surface of the water that if you were looking over like the edge of your boat, you can see it. Mm -hmm. It's a little murky, but you can see it and you can access it. And that's the stuff that's more automatic. And this is where therapy lives. So mm -hmm. this is your habits. This is your automatic thoughts. This is your behaviors. And they can be altered, but most people aren't looking at them on a regular basis. They're like just moving forward, one foot in front of the other, like just got to keep pushing, yeah. right? Yeah. And then true shadow work is the unconscious. It's the stuff that you can't even see. This is like you're looking over the edge and you're like, wow, this iceberg's really small. And then you don't realize it goes down for miles underneath the yeah. water. And yeah. when you're doing true shadow work, you are diving down into those depths and going like, oh, shit, this is overwhelming. <laughs> but I can bring this stuff up to the surface one piece at a time. And what you're doing is you're taking the unconscious 
and making it conscious. And that's how you get your power back because that's where you figure out um, why you are the way you are, what makes you, you. Yeah. Yeah. Like on a deep, deep level, like Mm -hmm. at your core, who are you? I'm a generally nervous person which is why I go to therapy and <laughs> just talking about this, like, like I have, I'm ner- like, I'm sweating. Cause I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm like, what am I going to do? What am I going to see? What's, what's going to happen if I do this? Like, I'm already yeah. like, Ugh. but I, what, yeah. yeah. What do people generally come to you? Like, is there a, is there a thing you see over and over again that people come to you for like a very specific reason? Usually when they feel stuck, that's the moment that people start shadow work. It's like, I've tried everything else. Nothing is working. I can't figure it out. And the people around me don't know how to help me. So I need something else. And that's when people usually seek shadow work. And we can make huge strides from that place because within a session, we're poking holes in the idea that you're stuck. Mm -hmm. We're figuring out why you got stuck in the first place. And it can be hugely transformative. So like, Emotional reactions, like you were just talking about, Jess, Mm -hmm. where it's like you start to get nervous. That's just the body responding to an experience it's had before. It's not abnormal for you because you've had that experience thousands of times. Mm -hmm. So every experience that kind of looks like within a certain framework will trigger certain emotions, which are just chemicals, Mm -hmm. which produce adrenaline and cortisol in your body, which make you start to get sweaty and makes you start Mm -hmm. to have your heart race. And you start to get tense and a little bit of brain fog, which sends an ego message up of like, ah, danger, like stay away. Mm -hmm. And that informs the next experience. And this, what I like to call a subconscious feedback loop, happens to all of us every single day about different things because we've all had different experiences. Yeah. So when somebody goes through that, it means that there was a lot of stuff that you experienced early on in life that made you feel nervous. Mm -hmm. And now anything that resembles that will make that happen again. For everybody, it's different, right? Like the stuff that makes you nervous might not make me nervous, but there's going to be other stuff that's going to make me scared as hell. And I'm going to have that same response. It just depends on what we've been through. So shadow work is going back and figuring out what it was that first created that Mm -hmm. and then looking for how to unwire this in the brain and the body, literally changing your neural pathways. So it breaks down that feedback loop and interrupts it. Oh. That's cool. I could listen to you talk for. Like I know. Hours, we're just like. <laughs> I was like, mm, yeah. We're just continue. staring at her. <laughs> <laughs> just like listening, enraptured. It's, just, it's so interesting, and it's like exactly what, like where I am mm-hmm. right now. Like everything I want to be hearing. It's just, um, I don't know. It's so it's it's endlessly fascinating because yeah. I think a lot of people get into the idea of like, this is your life. This is your one life. You have to do everything now. And this is the only one that matters when it's, again, it's that mind boggling of like, no, it's, it's like un you can't, it's uncomprehendable, you know, the, the Mm -hmm. uh, amount of time and lives and experiences that you've had. And uh, I think, I mean, it makes sense why you would have to sort of shrink it down to something you can, I think you would, you know, lose your mind if you had to sort of think about it all. Yeah. Yeah. There's some stuff that just makes you kind of like people talking about time and how it doesn't exist. Like on the surface, I'm like, yeah, I'm with you. And then I start to think about it and I'm like, whoa. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Exactly the same. It feels crazy. Like I'm trying to imagine it and it's like, ah, like this is a lot. Let's, let's reel it back. I need to just be here now. Yeah. (laughs) There's so much stuff that makes me feel that way. So I have to do laundry today. Let's not do this right now. (laughs) (laughs) There's this like really prominent Kundalini Yogi um, practitioner. And now of course I'm forgetting her name, but I was just watching her speak the other day and she's like, you know, all the stuff that happened last year where everybody like lost their collective minds, everybody's freaking out and like all these conspiracy theories and everything else. She's like, that's fine. But like, I think really we're supposed to be focused on ourselves and like Mm -hmm. how we can best show up. And Mm -hmm. like, I've got to do my laundry today and I got to pick up my kids. And like, Mm -hmm. I I just can't be there too. I I have to be here and I have to keep myself centered and grounded. And I think that's really true. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that balance again, Mm -hmm. like the light and the shadow and the, Mm -hmm. you can't always be thinking about everything all the time or you, yeah, you won't be in the moment ever. I was um, I was on TikTok, which is how I found you, actually, Danielle. Um, 
which thank TikTok because you're awesome. Um, <laughs> TikTok knows what you want. Yeah. And I linked that in the show notes. So everyone go follow her. But I also, again, I just like you said, I don't remember his name, but on on that platform, I had um, watched a few videos of this gentleman. He's a medium. And he was saying how this next couple years can go in a lot of different um, time frames, right? Like we can branch in a couple different ways depending on our collective, what we decide to do as individuals, right? And so he was saying we really need to focus on being an individual and individual goals. Um, And if we all do that and we all just focus on improving ourselves like this year, then the timeline, whatever that means, is going to go well. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. And I was like, got it true yeah Yeah. it's true I work a lot with um my best friend who's my podcast host Mm co-host Becky yeah she's Mm -hmm. an Akashic Records practitioner so I work a lot with the past and she works with the future which makes it fun when we get together so we talk (laughs) about how with past lives it's like set in stone in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. like we're going back and we're re-experiencing but when it comes to the Akashic Records we're looking at potential yeah we're looking at how things could go based on whatever you're doing right now Mm-hmm. And if you were to shift like little tweaks in either direction, like, let's just say you're like, you know what, like, this is inspiring. I'm going to start my shadow work. I'm going to get to the root of my stuff. In three months, you could be in a wildly different position that you would have been if you just stayed where you are right now. Yeah. So yeah. I think there is so much truth to this, that if we all just kind of go inwards, if we find our way home back to ourselves, that we are going to shift everything drastically for the better. Mm -hmm. Instead of getting stuck in a lot of the external focus stuff, things that are out of our control. Like I can't do much about the government. They don't care about me and who I am, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But I can do something about, you know, giving back to my community here. I can host for yoga classes for the community. I'm doing like Mm -hmm. a live shadow work session at Philadelphia City Hall next week Mm -hmm. with the city's blessing. Thank goodness. Oh, cool. there's stuff that I can do here and I can also do my own healing work. I can help with my kids. I can do things that are going to have a ripple effect. That's big. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. That's And it makes a lot of sense because um, our collective society is so interested right now in um, what others think, you know, followers and numbers and views and I have to look a certain way and be a certain way because my my audience expects it kind of thing and that that really gets in the way of being yourself and yeah yeah we're we're always supposed to be changing so maybe you started your um youtube channel doing a certain thing and now you want to do something else because that thing doesn't interest you more but oh maybe will my followers get mad kind of thing you know Mm -hmm. like that's not what they're here for and i i mean that makes a lot of sense that we need to dial things back and not and focus on ourselves i think a lot of people are very focused on what others think which was a big thing i learned in therapy again was yeah therapy as um as harsh as it kind of sounds like nobody cares what you're doing, (laughs) which is kind of freeing in a way, you know, like you think about it, well, nobody, everyone is thinking about themselves. So Mm -hmm. just work on yourself and you will attract the right people and the right, the right things will come to you. Yeah, absolutely. We are living in a weird time where we are all products. We are all what's being sold and we're making ourselves into that. Like we're fully signing on and agreeing and letting that be part of who we are. But just like any brand that's out there, like Pepsi or McDonald's or Best Buy. It's like we have a brand identity and we don't want to deviate from that. Like we can't just get rid of the Big Mac. What right. if we are just going vegetarian? We can't let people know that. Yeah. And that's bullshit because maybe you should let yourself do that. Like throw yes. out what exists and just keep evolving and mm-hmm. keep becoming more of yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's going to feel incredible as mm-hmm. you do. Yeah, and yeah. you're not going to blow up. Your followership will be fine. These things are not real. They don't matter. Yeah. What matters is you and how mm-hmm. you feel every day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You have to live with yourself every day. And every yeah, day. Try to fall asleep every day. You know, every <laughs> night. <laughs> well, yeah, was speaking of um, working on yourself, when how would you suggest, like say someone wants to sit down and start doing some shadow work, is there, do you have a routine that you do? Um, 
anything that helps you clear your mind that you could suggest people can yeah. start with? Absolutely. So the most important thing for shadow work in general is to access unconscious memories. So what I tell people to do when they want to access the unconscious mind is to meditate. Mm. Reason being is because when you meditate, when you truly get into that real meditative state, your brain waves are altered. And what they do is they go into what are called theta brain waves. This is the exact same place that you get into like right before you're about to fall asleep at night. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about like laying in bed, you're still awake, like making a laundry list of things you have to do tomorrow. Mm -hmm. This is like that I'm about to pass out and I'm like straddling in between the two places. Mm -hmm. When you're in that brainwave state, unconscious memories are so easy to get to. So you can do something like pick up my journal, read the question, whatever prompt you want to start with, and then let yourself meditate. Mm -hmm. And when you do, just kind of let your mind go blank. Start by scanning your body, like starting at the very top of your head or at the base of your spine and just working your way up or down, whichever one makes you more comfortable. And when you're done scanning your whole body, ask yourself the question that was in the prompt and then without thinking, just write. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, you're going to get answers that you didn't realize. Like you're not going to be aware of what you're writing. It's unconscious. Mm -hmm. And because you're in that state, the unconscious stuff just flows right out. Mm -hmm. Now, I know there's some people that feel like they have a hard time meditating Anyone who has a lot of shadow will have a hard time meditating. Mm. And that's okay, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking of somebody who I know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is such an important conversation because I feel like we're told like there's people who can meditate and there's people who can't. And that's bullshit. Mm. Everybody can meditate. If you think you're one of the people who can't, it's just because your unconscious mind, that like junk drawer of the brain is full and kind of overflowing. And so as you start to get into that unconscious state, those theta brain waves, the junk drawer starts to spill. And Mm. as that happens, the brain freaks out because it doesn't want you to deal with that stuff. Right. (laughs) And so that's exactly what happens. The brain starts going, no, 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 no. And starts trying to override it by getting you out of that theta brainwave state. It does whatever it can. So it tries to make your brain act more consciously and switch you back into beta brainwaves, which is where you're at when you're just normal thinking awake. So it tells you things to scare you off. Mm, Literally. It tells you things to make you afraid. Like this is stupid. Or like, yes. you're never going to be able to do this. <laughs> yeah. I can, yeah, from personal experience, this is true. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. more therapy I did, the easier it became to meditate. Mm-hmm. And I can think of a specific person who I always tell, try meditation. And they're always like, I tried, I can't. But that they've, doesn't got some, they've got some uh, baggage. Shadow. <laughs> yeah. And it's okay. Shadow, Everybody yeah. has shadow, right? Yeah. But when it's so overflowing that it needs to come out, yes. it's going to come out more easily. It's like knowing you have to clean out your closet, but it's like so filled up to the top that if you open the doors, it's like all going to come tumbling out at you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you shouldn't clean your closet. It just right. means open it slowly <laughs> yes. and start to slowly grab take a couple things out. out of there. Yeah, just get a couple of things that might like smash down on your head out of the way. <laughs> and then when you do, you're going to feel better. So meditation is what I recommend for everybody to start with, because that's how you start this process truly. Nice. And when you start getting into that meditation, letting those thoughts come up that this is stupid mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you shouldn't be doing this. You're too busy. Mm-hmm. This is never going to work for you. You can't just mm-hmm. let them come. Mm, and yeah. instead of letting yourself freak out and listen to them, remember that your thoughts are not facts. Your thoughts are just thoughts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just kind of tell them to fuck off. Like yeah. just imagine yourself like brushing them out of the way. Like, okay, whatever. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. I set this time aside anyway. So I'm just going to sit here and just force yourself to sit there and do nothing. Yeah. yeah. And every time you do that, you're going to create new neural pathways in the brain and you're going to get rid of old ones that are wired to keep you in that safety first. Like we can't let her access her self yeah. place. Hmm. Getting is, like, um, getting like pumped up like (laughs) i mean like excited i'm like i can't wait to meditate later (laughs) Uh, i've always had a question i don't know if you can answer it for me but is sound too distracting like are you just replacing like your thoughts with sound because like i need sound like whether i'm playing some kind of music or using my like sound bowl like i need sound and I felt that the only time 
that I've ever gotten into deep meditation was during like a full sound bath, like full bolt, like all the whole gambit. And that was the only time that I've ever been like that deep in it. Um, no, go for that. That's perfect because it, there's other ways to do it too. Like if you're more of a visual person, I recommend fire scrying where you're literally staring at a flame, mm-hmm. like in a fireplace or on a candle because it's kind of overriding the brain's response. That subconscious feedback loop that I talked about before, mm-hmm. if you give yourself a little interruption, like a little a little interruption in that feedback loop, what happens is your brain just kind of goes there in a way that it couldn't have before. So absolutely. Guided meditations with words included in them are fine too. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is that helps you access theta brainwaves, use all of the resources that you have. And then eventually you're not going to need them as much. You can still use them because they're beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like I love sound baths. And the sound of meditation music is so relaxing and calming. Or looking into a flame, which is something that I do very often just because it's really relaxing is also a great way to do it. Mm -hmm. Use all the tools that you have. They're all good. Excellent. Yeah. I love that. It's like a um, visual or like auditory like mantra. Like you talk about mantras, like repeat things to yourself over and over again. And I think a mantra can is also sort of a way to distract yourself from those thoughts that are like, this is dumb. Like, what are you doing? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's good, because I didn't know if I was just replacing one thing with another or if it was actually helpful. So that's good to know. No, I'm glad you (laughs) asked that, because I think a lot of people experience exactly what you're talking about. So it's important. Yeah, I love a guided meditation. Oh, love a guided meditation. Yeah, you should do guided meditations, Danielle. Your voice is gorgeous. Yes. Thank you. And you know, well, in Create Your Land Academy, I do. So oh, well, that is a huge oh, part of the work. Yeah. Well, then there you go. I have a <laughs> everybody join. I have a, a kind of a, a question. I don't know if you're if you can answer, but when when you talked about that, like that closet and like the thing hits you on the head, do you find that it's the I mean, this is relative, more or less traumatic stuff comes through first, or is that stuff, is the more, like, quote unquote, more traumatic stuff buried deeper? Yeah, it's usually the low hanging fruit that comes out first, not the things that are going to really, like, hurt you. Mm -hmm. So the things that are going to come up first are moments like being bullied when you were in the fourth grade. And as an adult, you can look back at that moment and go, they told me that they didn't like my hair. Like, I don't care at all that means nothing to me now so it doesn't hurt me the way that it did when I was in fourth grade Mm -hmm. yeah so those moments are going to come through first okay and then after you have a few of those and you start peeling back the layers and building up your own strength and resilience the harder ones are going to come through and when they do you're going to be ready because you're going to know what to expect and how it feels and how to circumvent it because there's a lot of healing that can happen in the process of shadow work too it's not just like pull that stuff up and okay, deal with it. It's like, pull that stuff up. And now how do we energetically release it so it doesn't bother you anymore, mm-hmm. which is a big part of the process. So getting those low hanging fruit out of the way is super helpful as well. Cause That's then good. you know exactly what to deal with. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not like, remember the thing. Guys, they make yeah. it easier. Yeah. yeah. Minor embarrassing yeah. moments. <laughs> which might explain the nerves mine too yeah. I used to have the same thing mine was like at like getting my period for the first time in seventh grade gym and someone telling me it looked like I sat in something and it's like oh, oh like it's yeah. just like that part but now at the time it, it killed me inside oh, yeah those moments change our brain's wiring it changes the structure yeah. of our body too I think yeah, it's the, end, it's the those, end of the world when you're yeah. in seventh grade. <laughs> yeah. It's like a nightmare and you have to live it. And if you don't deal with it, that nightmare remains stuck in your body, but your brain doesn't necessarily think about it. It's in that unconscious, that depth. So the brain is mm-hmm. wired to be embarrassed mm-hmm. and the body is constantly feeling that adrenaline and cortisol rush of embarrassment without knowing where it comes from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel brain. that. that's another thing I work on in therapy a lot is living in your body what am I feeling why are you feeling this way oh for no reason okay then Mm -hmm. let it go (laughs) yeah I'm a teacher and I have a huge push for mindfulness in my classroom and because I work with students with special needs and so 
like I need them to understand that like what they feel is okay because they generally get a lot more of those negative emotions coming in during their school day and like how to like perceive that and how to like think about it differently so that they're not traumatized when they get to high school and so on and it's really important being a kid is so hard anyway it is yeah it is and especially nowadays oh oh no i'm so grateful for that yeah my kid is not allowed to be on social media (laughs) Mm -mm. no my daughter asked me for a youtube channel the other day and i said absolutely fucking not i didn't (laughs) say those words (laughs) she was like you have one and i'm like yes i'm an adult i understand that i'm a product (laughs) yeah i understand that i'm a product i don't want you to be a product (laughs) yeah we're not doing that Oh, yeah, yeah, you don't need to start that at such a young age. No, no. thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where can people find yeah. you on YouTube? Oh, everything is just I am Danielle Massey. So I am Danielle Massey is my Instagram. It's my TikTok. It's my YouTube. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, like everything. It's all linked to that one place. That way it's nice and easy. That's nice. Perfect. That it all, <laughs> you got oh, them all. I know. That is nice. <laughs> well, um, thank you so much for coming on. We learned so much. Like we said, mm-hmm. we could listen to you talk all day. Um, definitely. And your the name of your podcast and where can is the Embrace Your Light podcast, mm-hmm. which is wonderful, yeah. by the way. I, I've been listening to it. Yes. And Becky, yeah. Becky is your co-host. She is. Okay. Yep. She's my Akashic Records UK co-host and she's incredible. Oh my gosh. We did an episode on the Akashic Records um, and blew my mind. Talk about mind bending. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had yeah. To, it's wild. I had to lay yeah. down after that one. But um, <laughs> I mean. I had to research it. So I was like, what, what am I, I doing I was right like, now? I, oh my God. I watched so many videos and listened to so many things. And still I don't. still I'm. I'm still not sure if I understand it. (laughs) There's a TV show that I just started watching that's an older, it's not like old, but it's like not a brand new TV show called The Magicians. It's on Netflix right now, but I think it was originally on sci-fi and they hit all of these topics separately. It's like Akashic Records light and like Shadow Work light and (laughs) divination. Like they have everything in the show, but it's like meant for your average person. So it makes a lot of these concepts more relatable because you're actually seeing it. So I recommend I'm on season four, so hopefully it's still good for the last season. But okay. it's really cool. There's I've a seen library. That and I've been like, hmm, you yep. know, like interested. I'm going to definitely give that a watch. Yeah, I've, I've seen it before. Interest. It's popped up. That's cool. Yeah. Anything else you want to give a shout out to or, or plug? Yeah. Last thing that I'll I'll plug, I guess, since I'm a product and everything's all about that. <laughs> I'm about to launch a shadow work certification course. Ooh, so oh. there's no shadow work certification course in existence right now. And people ask me all the time, like, I've been doing shadow work. I want to do shadow work with other people, but I want to do it safely and effectively. So yeah. I made a shadow work certification course. It's called the Shadow Seeker Certification. It is launching in July. So you guys are hearing about it first before anybody else does. And it's going to teach people all of the things to make it safe. So really a huge emphasis on trauma and understanding neurology and biology. It's going to be intense. It's also going to be a lot of psychic development because when we do shadow work or past life work, you have to be able to channel. You have to be able to, to have your channel open and ready to receive the information and how to hold safe space. So it's going to be a year long thing. And starting in September, I'm so excited for that's this. That's so exciting. That sounds incredible. I'm very interested in that. I'm definitely going to be looking into that. Yeah. That's, uh, I'm excited to share it. Like when you it said that, cool. like when <laughs> this is like that thing, you said that and I was like, oh, this is it. <laughs> like in my brain, I was I like, there it. it is. Like, okay. I'm like super, like, again, I'm feeling that like I'm pumped up. Like I feel I'm excited about that. That's super exciting. Congratulations. Yes. That's amazing. Well, again, thank you so much for coming. We had an incredible time. We Mm -hmm. love talking to you. Pardon that awkward transition. We had a little bit of a technical (laughs) glitch there at the end. But thank you so much for listening to this episode with Danielle Massey. Um, It was wonderful to talk with her. Mm -hmm. We learned a lot. We hope you guys learned a lot. Definitely check her out on all of her socials and um, check out her programs. I'm definitely going to. Um, yeah. 
we had a great time. Yeah, it was great. Um, everything's linked in our show notes, her website, her um, Shadow Seeker journal, as well as all of her social medias. So um, that's it for this one. And thank you so much for listening. Yeah. See you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Hello, Sit for a Spell listeners. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? With everything going on in the world right now, James and I have been feeling the stress and have been experiencing extra anxiety. And we know a lot of you have been feeling the same way, which is why BetterHelp, that's better H-E-L-P, may be right for you. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. That's right, Jess. And did you know you can start communicating in under 48 hours? Now, BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is actual professional counseling done securely online. There's also a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available to you in your area. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly or video phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if and when you ever need to. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available, which is huge in the COVID-19 world. It's awesome. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. You can visit their website and read testimonials that are posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com slash sit for a spell. That's better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people are using BetterHelp that they're hiring new counselors in all 50 states. Yeah, get on that. Mm -hmm. Get on this too. Special offer for sit for a spell listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash sit for a spell that's better h-e-l-p.com slash sit for a spell thank you for listening to this episode of sit for a spell please rate review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on all social media at sit for a spell pod if you have anything you would like us to discuss or want to share your own practices please email us at sit for a spell pod at gmail.com Until next time, blessed be. be.